clap. Clap them hands, boy. Yeah, yeah. Leave it in. Leave it in. Ah, fucking leave it in. Welcome back to Luke. That's pretty rude. Just opening the episode with fucking. <laughs> leave it in. Welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour. But first, we groove. Sorry, for audio listeners, I was thrown in some, um, I guess, well, what do we call it? Adventurous moves yep. that um, I guess Reese couldn't handle, no. is the only way to say it. Uh, the camera is lopsided today. <laughs> Am I going to fix it? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> only about a third of the people watch on audio, so I'm only really pissing off 33% of people. Yeah. 0. 0.33. 0.33333. So, um, recurring. That's how that's how a third works of a hundred. Um, and all right, to start the hour off, uh, it's with Kelsey's sound effect. Kelsey, uh, thanks for sending in. You can send in your podcast sound effects at lukekidgelpodcast at gmail dot com. To start the hour today, we have this from Kelsey. Ooh, a button. I'm not, I'm not, I don't understand the reference. Whatever. <laughs> You're like, I just thought I'd play it. I didn't get it. it. Seemed pretty fun. Ooh, a button. Sound off if you know what that's from. Um, I'm assuming a movie quote or something. But uh, yeah, great. Interesting. Um, so the reason why the camera's wonky, first off, is because I can't take control of my possessions. We went to Adelaide on the weekend, which was great. We'll get into that. And I left my tripod there, which I owned for a day and didn't use once. I went to JB Hi-Fi on uh, Friday or the what, what, what day did we leave? Wednesday, Thursday? Who knows? Thursday we left. Okay, so I went there on Wednesday and I bought a brand new suitcase so it fit the skateboards. That's how committed to skating interstate I am. I bought a crazy big suitcase. I bought my skateboard into the store. I was a 25-year-old man walking around my local shopping center with a skateboard. And people were looking at me. I saw a friend of mine who was there. They were like, why are you holding a skateboard? You don't skate. And I was like, well, firstly, that's where you're wrong. I shred now. Secondly, uh, I'm not just being a little, you know, shopping plaza rat with my skateboard. I'm actually uh, here to measure it in a suitcase. So I'm in strand bags with my skateboard, trying suitcases <laughs> of which one my skateboard will fit in like a child. And then I bought one. And then I bought a new tripod and uh, we took it to Adelaide and I left it at the venue. So today we have a stool. Uh, we have a mini keyboard, a half slab of beers. <laughs> this is all the boxes that are holding up the tripod. A medical dictionary. That's definitely not mine. Probably Meg's. And uh, a random box, and also a gold class voucher uh, to help correct the slight lean on the camera <laughs> because the beers are quite wonky. Uh, who would have thought getting beers wasn't perhaps the best choice? But um, great to be back, guys. Hope you're well. Adelaide was sick. Uh, three shows in one night, they all sold out uh, before we even got on the plane which was crazy. So LukeKidgel.com, Newcastle has sold out. At the moment, there are seven tickets left to Wagga. Uh, there's only like 40 tickets left to Aubrey. Dude, every single show on the tour pretty much has sold out, which is crazy. So um, 
thank you. I appreciate it. It's very, I wasn't expecting this, but um, pray, I guess we just got to thank the TikTok gods for uh, supplying my videos into their algorithm full of teeny boppers and occasionally some come to my show, which is great. Um, had, had a, wasn't too many young people in Adelaide, actually. Adelaide was, uh, I actually did the 5 p.m. show. Yeah, the 5 p.m. was, yeah. Oh, there was a few. Oh, the rest of the shows were a mix. Yeah, the, uh, the 9 p.m. show, I was surprised. Most people like older than me. I was like, damn, where do I find these people? But uh, it was great, man. So much fun. That 9 p.m. show was probably like the best show I've ever done in Adelaide. So thanks to everyone who came out. All the shows were great. And uh, yeah, LukeKidgel.com. Up next, we have Aubrey and Wagga. As I said, not many tickets left. And then we go to Wollongong. That's on a Wednesday. There's still a fair few tickets left. It's on a Wednesday, so please come. And uh, then we have Sydney, two shows. They're almost filling up. I think one's like... Pretty much 75% full, so getting quick. I don't, don't think I'll be adding another one. And uh, then we'll, we hopefully will add another Newcastle because that's already sold out. So very cool. The other dates are still being locked in. I know I've been saying that for ages, but they are, it takes a long time to uh, organize these things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. Guys, I need your help. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, sometimes I come to you for help. Often. I'm here for you guys, you know, answering people's emails, giving life advice. Today, I need you guys to return the favor. I need a new catchphrase. It's that simple. I am floating between bullshit after bullshit catchphrase. I'll try so, I'll try some stuff. Reese will just be like, nope, <laughs> that's not happening. No, no, no. Uh, I'll give you a history of my catchphrases. I think it started off. Where, um, and by the way, these aren't like, I, I don't have like a catchphrase kind of like that means nothing. It's usually something I say after, instead of saying yes, mm. I usually substitute things instead of saying yes, okay, or no worries or cool. Like when you're applying to someone, you're like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. I, I alternate things in that realm. So in the past I racked, uh, I think the, how it started was I was, I copied Troy of Community, which is Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. I uh, copied his character's catchphrase. Uh, or was it Abed? He goes, cool, 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 cool. I think it's Abed of Community, actually. And um, I think I was doing that for a bit where I was like, cool, 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 cool. And then I moved into Sicketh. Sicketh Madudeth was, I reckon, kicking around my vocabulary for about two years. I'm pretty sad to say between like 2018 and 2020, actually up, up until recently. Yeah. And then I'm very, very sad to admit that of late, I think this started early comedy festival. I have regularly started saying, and at this point it's involuntary. I cannot stop it. It's, I have an impulse to just say it all the time. Reese will be like, Oh, I got that done. And I will reply with, that is epic, cool, and lit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know. Don't worry. You don't have to tell me. I know. That's not acceptable for anyone to say, let alone an adult with half a brain. I'm not going to give myself credit for a full one, a fully developed one, but I'm, I'm going to say uh, I'm above that, but apparently I'm not. I like to think, I think hypothetically of a perfect world, I'm like, I'm above that. But in reality... I'm absolutely not. 
And uh, so during the week, I've been trialing some new ones. None of them have stuck. Uh, one popular one, well, one one, uh, one that I thought was good that Reese and Meg both just stamped out immediately was uh, no worries, rad lad. <laughs> like, like they just say something. I go, rad lad. <laughs> Didn't don't like that one. <laughs> well, I just need your help, guys. What can I do as a catchphrase? Right, I do like rhyming. I'm not going to lie. Um, this only works if you are around a pool, but cool pool I would do. Yeah. If no. you dribbled, I'd say cool drool <laughs> for sure. I do like rhyming. Um, I did. That's why I like sicketh my dude. I reckon you should have stuck with sicketh. You you started using sicketh. Yeah. It, it, it rubs off on people. This is the problem with all our garbage, where it's with either with Luke and Lewis or those boys. You know, for our years, we're saying, my name's Jeff. And, and uh, you know, there's just egg. We're screaming egg at each other. It's so addictive to just, it's so hard to stop. And I bet now there'll be some people who listen to this podcast who adopt sicketh into their yeah. natural vocabulary. My, here's my warning before you do. Pros, it's fun as hell <laughs> and it's great. Cons, everyone in your life will hate it. Everyone. <laughs> Unless they start doing it. It's kind of like being a zombie, you know? It's like, it sucks unless you are one, mm. you know? It's like, oh, fuck off, fuck off. And then as soon as you become one, you're like, oh, sicketh, you know? <laughs> My dudeth. <laughs> and then you try and eat someone. That's how it ends. So so don't do it. But also, you know, if you want to just let go and, uh, you know, and if you have no impulse control like me, I would recommend sicketh. Uh, go over and comment on the YouTube version, you know, or, or send us a DM, send us an email. Uh, Luke, you podcast at gmail.com with your catchphrase suggestions because epic, lit, and cool cannot continue. I've almost said it in an email the other day yeah. to a venue. <laughs> like, they were like, yeah, it's all sorted. And I wrote out epic, lit, and cool. And then I went, this is this is work, <laughs> business. And I went, did, 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 and back, backspace that shit and went, no worries, thank you. <laughs> but I, I like to think the uh, people at Albury Sound and Lighting would have enjoyed <laughs> epics, epic, lit, and cool. <laughs> They would have been like, man, because they, they love lights. They yeah. would have been like, well, it will be epic. There will be lights, so it will be lit. And uh, we're pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, new catchphrase suggestions. Do you have any? Because you've been poo-pooing a lot of attempts, but not giving me any suggestions, no. Reese. No. You know? So maybe, like, you know, if you're not going to come up with any constructive feedback, maybe just you're going to have to deal with I say with... hectic a lot around my mates. You do say hectic a lot. You I go, say hectic. Yeah, hectic. Reese and I have this other weird thing. It's not a catchphrase. It's more of like a um, a catch hand gesture. <laughs> Every time, it's like this unspoken thing. We do it on tour all the time. <laughs> Even if we're in conversations with other people, <laughs> we just walk up to each other or if we're drunk at a bar. We just go, we just like double rock hands it to each other. We just go like, and then it's the rule that the other person has to yeah. reciprocate the rock on hand hand gesture um, are essentially just doing like emojis in real life. <laughs> That's where our communication has got to on tour where we're just going to start doing emojis yeah. to each other, you know, just in the street, just like pee face. <laughs> so uh, yeah, new catchphrase suggestions, send them in. I'm in a fucking crisis at the moment with that. And I need your help. Uh, Adelaide was great, man. Um, I almost took down a whole airline. <laughs> I know that sounds bad. I know that sounds like an act of terrorism. It wasn't. Um, it was with a bag strap. 
Um, not a bomb or anything. Not none of that. Um, it was just I almost took down Virgin Airways again. They went under last year due to COVID. I came back with a vengeance. Someone bought them out. Almost fucking got them back under. So what happened was we have the camera bag because we film all the shows, and it's quite a strap-heavy bag. Straps for days. You could take this thing hiking. It's got that many straps on it. We're talking click-in straps, Velcro straps, bag straps, other straps that I'm not even sure are necessary for the bag. I'm not joking here. I'm not even exaggerating. I think Reese will agree. I think there's 10 plus straps yeah, it's pretty hectic. on that bag. It is hectic. <laughs> it is epic lit and cool. <laughs> it's epic lit and straps. What about... um? No, no, I was trying to think of one. I don't know, like, what's the hat straps? No, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm in a, this is the problem. I'm just, I'm in a crisis. I've been desperately trying to come up with a catchphrase. And when you try and come up with a catchphrase, it's awful, you know, because you just end up saying things that you think could be cool. Or then, you know, you say stuff like, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've just been saying random shit like. Beat it, bastard. You know? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Only applies if you don't have a dad. Mm. You know? So, uh, no, I, again, that wasn't. That was terrible. That was awful. I hated it. So, anyway, I'll continue telling the story, but please keep leaving your catchphrase. <laughs> I want you guys to be li- half assed listening to the rest of the podcast. Half your brain on the podcast, half your brain just churning over catchphrase ideas while listening. Um, Or even just pause the podcast for a minute, have a think, then re-listen. And uh, yeah, so I'm going through the baggage area, right? You know, like check-in baggage. It's going on the conveyor belt. You do the little touchscreen thing that goes... And then usually falls onto the conveyor belt and then it goes away. Which, by the way, I always wonder where the bags go. It's probably just a room, but God... Yeah, half of me wants to just jump on the conveyor belt, <laughs> you know, because we've all seen Toy Story two, and it and it looked like a hell of a ride there, and uh, I just want to go through the flaps. That's all I want is to just see what's behind the flaps where the bags go through. But uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the funds to cop the fine, which is pretty annoying. But uh, maybe that's what I'll do when I get rich. I'll just finally in my life enter some flaps, Reese. Sorry, that was <laughs> immature. Um, the straps get caught. One of the 10 straps get caught in the conveyor belt. The conveyor belt starts going, just trying, trying to move. And we're freaking out. And then it just goes, error, error. And, it's, and then the light turns from green to red, which is never good. I've never seen a red light on them. And then uh, a couple of people come over from the Virgin staff and go, is this your bag? I'm like, yes. And uh, by the way, just before this, Megas told me, hey, Tuck the straps in, it'll get caught. And I'm like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to get caught. I've never seen it get caught. And then uh, I go to the lady. I'm like, oh, this probably never happens. She goes, no, this happens all the time. <laughs> right, but she goes, not this bad. And uh, then this other guy comes over. And all it takes is someone to crawl into their bag carousel a meter and just unclip it and it's and it's off. Yeah. This one bag was holding up the airline for 15 minutes, right? This People start queuing up. There's people who are late for their flights going, can I just go in and get it? I'll just go in and get it. And the people are like, you're not allowed to go in. We have to wait for someone to come up from the tarmac or whatever. 
I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck. And then, like, there's airport announcements start going, could could worker please come to the uh, check baggage? We have a problem in check baggage 187, 187. We have an issue. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, they're going to start reading out my name. Like, Luke Kidgel is a dickhead. He, <laughs> this uh, Luke Kidgel didn't listen to his girlfriend. Uh, we have an error because he is a dumbass. Like, and I was, everyone knew it was me. And they're all looking at it, and Reese and Meg and Ruben are standing next to me, not wanting to associate. <laughs> we're half filming it. Actually, we're putting the footage. Yeah. yeah, we're half filming it for the vlog, but trying to film it sus because there's like 30 people going, good on you, dickhead. <laughs> right? And then the, the flight attendant's like, it's okay, it's fine. But really, she's fucking furious because now I've made, I probably made the next half an hour of her life hell as they tried to catch up on the queue that we created. Yeah. Um, it stopped the whole baggage line. So because my one stopped, the entire conveyor belt at the airport and bags, stopped. Other bags, like other bags started building up and smashing into our bags. And then they eventually turned off the conveyor belt. But when it was, uh, it was one of those things that was like when it was building up, these suitcases were going bang, 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 all into our camera bag. Our camera bag's just getting battered and the, the strap's getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's getting more jammed. Oh, the camera died. Alrighty, guys, we're back. Fix the camera. Still got a hectic lean. We're, we're, we're just going to ignore it. All right, we can fix it in post. Don't. Don't. Leave it in. Leave it in. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, so I took down an airline. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, that It wasn't a great start to the trip, but the rest of the Adelaide trip was good. The, everyone told me to check out this new fat bird in the mall. They built a big metal pigeon. So Adelaide are known for them big, glorious, girthy, meaty mole balls, which I enjoy caressing every year. Nothing makes me more moist than heading to Rundle Mall and having a big fondle of those bad boys. But when I'm done with that, uh, this year everyone was like, mate, when you're done caressing the shit out of those balls, um, head to this fat pigeon. And I'm kind of looking down the middle. I don't know if you've ever been to Rundle Mall, but for those who haven't, most of these arty ornaments there are, are running through the middle of the mall. Not this pigeon. They've just shoved it in the corner. The first day, I think we walked past it. I didn't even yeah, realize. Probably. It's just over in the corner. I've got a flick next to it. Because, you know, a lot of – I know there's still a lot of uh, Peter Pigeon, Fat Bird fans kicking around from the early days of this podcast, which is great to see. So – People really wanted to see me next to that fat bird, and all I'm going to say is um, underwhelming to say the least. If it's if Adelaide was a statue, just not much going on. <laughs> Lovely, nice, good once, you know. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, they really captured the the city spirit in a statue there, which was a lot of hype, or actually not much hype, but and still under uh, under delivered. But uh, other than that, Adelaide was sick. Um, Adelaide's just like that type of place where we were we were in an Airbnb in the city and we could see another apartment building opposite that had balconies all up it. So you could just see people hanging out on their balconies all day. And I'm not joking, about five people the first day we were there spent the entire day sitting on their balcony smoking bongs. If that is not the most Adelaide thing of all time, that I don't know what is. I'm not five people for eight hours. Yeah. There was this one guy who actually didn't move the entire weekend. We were there for four days. I saw him not on his balcony once because I think he just went to shit. Mm. And then he went back to his balcony. 
yeah. and just kept punching bongs all day. It was honestly impressive. I was just, I was like, how are you not bored of your balcony? But he was loving life. He was hanging out, he's washing. It was, I felt like I was, you know, at the zoo, you know, which we did go to the Adelaide Zoo, but we also went to the Adelaide, which is a bit of a zoo anyway, because this bloke was a fucking animal, mate. He just went for days on end. You know, he's listening to his tunes. Um, he was really living the life. Good luck to him. But, um, yeah, that's just like the most Adelaide shit ever. But we did go to the real zoo. Uh, I'd never been to Adelaide Zoo before. They got pandas there. One of them's called Wang Wang, which is hilarious. Um, and look, <laughs> there were a few people around me. I wasn't the only one that was skeptical of if the pandas were real or not. They were sleeping when we were there. I did see it move, but, you know, I've also seen um, mechanical dinosaurs before. So, you know, um, the, the zookeepers has to stand out there in the foyer bit of the people who, cause there's pandas is like the, definitely the big attraction at the Adelaide zoo and the zookeepers have to stand out there in the foyer to kind of boost morale. So people can't really talk shit about it. Cause I like lean into race. I was like, that thing looks like, a, a rug because it was just this panda it was hilarious right we can put in the video but to, for audio listeners imagine lying on the edge of your bed face first right with your arms hanging down the side of the bed and your face drooping and just sleeping on your front kind of like how when you see animal rugs with a head on it yeah. how they're just kind of like sprawled on the ground like that that's what this panda did the entire time just slept on its front like that, and I think the zookeeper heard me comparing it to a rug, uh, <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, a lot of a lot of people think they're asleep, but I, I can assure you they're real." And I was like, "Do they really just pay you twenty five bucks an hour to yeah, come she, out here?" She, she was just said to reassure people that they're yeah, just everyone. to reassure people that the pandas are alive and well. <laughs> and uh, I very loudly said, "She goes, he's asleep," and I was like, "Yeah, well, he's sleeping like he doesn't want to wake up." <laughs> Dude, it was, I don't know about zoos. I'm like, I like the animals and I get that they do great stuff for conservation and stuff like that. But the actual animals in the zoo really making a sacrifice for the work they do outside of it. Like, I don't know. I just, I, something about it, seeing an animal in a box just doesn't sit well with me, and, which is weird because, you know, I, I'll happily eat a steak. You know, I don't, I don't know what, it's, it's a weird thing. It's like seeing it is, um, is weird. They all just, they, I'll be honest, a lot of the animals looked a little depressed. Or maybe I just don't know how to, like, view panda emotion. Maybe it was living the dream. I have no idea. It was asleep, hard to tell. There was one that kind of woke up as we were there, and it, and it moved, like, it moved its leg, and everyone cheered. <laughs> did a bit of a man spread. Yeah, it literally it did. It just spread its shit. It kind of woke up, did a bit of a yawn, and then spread its shit. And then people started clapping. <laughs> I have to like do jokes and like really, you know, commit to a bit for to get a clap on stage. Mate, imagine just waking up, spreading your legs, and then just being called Wang Wang, and everyone's like, wow. That's great. And then the, there's a whole gift shop full of mini plush toys of you that everyone's fucking buying. It was a pretty easy life being a panda. Uh, it was pretty much all the zoo was was really just going through seeing the uh, Kung Fu Panda cast of the Furious Five and extended characters, 
Really, there was uh, there was red pandas. There was a master Shifu there. Uh, there was a master Uguay. We saw the turtles. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Uh, there was a tigress as well, a female tiger. Um, I didn't see a mantis or a crane, but uh, oh, maybe we did see a crane. I don't know, but uh, it was pretty cool. You know, I, I don't think I saw his dad. What's his dad's name? I don't know. He likes noodles. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty sick. The zoo. Uh, those giraffes there. I don't need to tell you. You guys know what a zoo is, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just, I can't just keep listing animals we saw. Uh, but yeah, it was. I haven't been to a zoo since I went to Taronga, and not bad. Seven out of ten day at the zoo. I did a lot of steps on my Fitbit. Fifteen thousand steps. I know that's not very impressive, but for me, that's heaps. And uh, man, I had my first skate fall on the weekend because we bought the skateboards to old Radelaide. We thought we'd shred around instead of Ubering, which was a great call, but uh, completely fucked up my knee. Uh, for those watching the video, there's my battle scar right there. Grown man with scabs on his knee. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, if you don't know anything about anything, so I guess. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. I, I hit the deck pretty hard. Reese saw it. He was behind me. I was overtaking a tradie on the side of the road. Uh, got a little bit ambitious i thought i could quickly dart around him clearly not in my skill level yet <laughs> there was some scaffolding i was going between scaffolding and a tradie which is almost the most australian thing to dodge yeah. on the street in adelaide and uh completely hit the deck i'm not sure what happened but i fell on my knee uh a few people from a nearby cafe audibly laughed at loud, uh, so did Reese and Ruben. Uh, so really got a lot of support from everyone. It fucking hurt, and uh, I'll be honest, I laughed as well because I was like, "Damn, I wish I, uh, you know, if you had done it, I would have pissed myself." Yeah, so I'm, I don't blame you, but um, yeah, it's it was it was a it made me a lot timid for the like very timid for the next half an hour of skating. I really took it easy for a bit, but I've since regained my confidence on the board and. Uh, Reese kind of yells, oh, what happened? And I go, oh, I was trying to overtake this the, the, the tradie guy. And he turns around and goes, don't blame me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm taking none of the blame here. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I'm getting, I'm getting laughed at. No one else is taking the blame. So eventually I have to be like, guys, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, I had a tumble. But I'm like, uh, I'm the human version of Chumbawamba, dude. I, I get knocked down and I get up again. And that's how we do it here, all right? You don't let a little spill uh, ruin your future skateboarding career. Okay, one tumble is not going to get me out of the game, dude. I'm a, a broken leg, might. You know? <laughs> a trip to the hospital for sure, I'll reconsider it, but not a scab. You, you'll have to take more than a scab, uh, you know? So bring it on, gravity. What else you got? I can take a fall, I can take a hit, and I will keep getting up again. So, uh yeah, the event, getting back to the shows, dude, the, uh, <laughs> someone goes to me uh, in the meet and greet, they're like, man, you look different in real life. And I was like, oh, how so? They go, tired. <laughs> they just look at my face and I go, you look like shit, bro. That's the difference. <laughs> but, and, and I think that's unfair because I think I look like shit online as well. So I think that's a bit unfair saying that I look worse in real life, guys. I think I look consistently shit across all platforms, IRL and online. Thank you very much. But, uh, man, the front row was loose. 
in the at the 9 p.m. show. I walk on stage. I'm not joking. There's a video of it. We're going to post it. I walk on stage. There's only maybe six people in the per row. Six people in the front yeah. row. It's quite a long, narrow room. So, like, it's not very wide, but it's always all the way to the back, right? There's six people in the front row because there's a speaker and stuff each side, so it's hard to squeeze people in the front. But And there's 17 drinks on the stage. Like, they're using my stage as a cup rest, which wasn't implied. There was no signs that said, dump your alcoholism here. Nah. They were just like, oh, where am I going to put it? Fuck Luke. Fuck the show. We'll just line up his stage. 17 drinks between six people. They're almost averaging three each. And one person wasn't drinking. So um, Adelaide, you're a bunch of loose units. It was a loose show. And uh, it was one of those shows where just people just like spending a lot of time getting up to and from the bar. Yeah, with a complete disregard for my act. <laughs> I've worked on this for a year and they're like, oh, but I've got to get up another Bundy and Coke. My bad, dude. And they just squeak, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this guy just went past. You know, he's like six foot two. Which is, you know, I'm only six foot, so it's like I'm not gonna, you know, I, I know my place. Or maybe he's like six foot four. He, he was six foot two, but he had a beard, so he looked like he could have been in Game of Thrones. So I was like, I'm not gonna fuck with this man. He gets up, I'm mid joke. He walks a meter away from me, and then he goes, "Sorry, brother," and then just keeps walking. Man, if he was five foot eight, would have destroyed him, you know? Yeah. Because, but you, you got to know your limitations. I'd already had one fall on the skateboard that weekend. I didn't need a king hit. You know, I was in Adelaide. Um, you know, we've all known what happens to online comedians at the Rhino Room <laughs> in Adelaide. I'm not mentioning names. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, we all know what, what can happen at a comedy show, mainly if you're in Rockhampton. But, uh, you know, Adelaide is the Rockhampton of the South. So I was like, I'm just going to let this man go do what he needs to do and I'm going to keep doing my little jokes. And that's what I did. And there were no confrontations. So uh, it was great. We went out, we did a little Patreon meetup as well uh, with a couple of people in the Discord, which was cool. I am trying to do meetups in uh, every place we go to. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're in like mainly major cities, I, I can't promise like a, a Wollongong or, you know, Newcastle one. I'll, I will see if there's a lot of interest, but um, I'll try and squeeze as many as I can. If you're in the Discord, we do do meetups. Do-do. <laughs> we uh, went out to a bar called The Crown and Anchor with a couple of people in the Discord. Now, the reason why I bring it up is because it was a very like metal, grungy type pub. Yeah. Pool vibe. Uh, loved a beer. God, I sounded like such a dickhead at the bar. <laughs> Man, they had Carlton Draft on tap with a blue sticker like over the tap that said Carlton Draft. And it wasn't the usual red and golden text branding that I'm used to in Victoria. And uh, the guy looked at me like I was an alien. <laughs> I go, hey, is that Carlton Draft? And it says Carlton Draft on it, but it's just different branding to what I'm used to. I'm like, is that like normal Carlton Draft? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And I go, well, uh, I was like, and then I just, I was so embarrassed that I panicked and I went, ah, uh, I'm, I'm not from here. <laughs> and the guy, I was like, okay. And I was like, in Melbourne, it's red. <laughs> and he was just like, get the fuck out. He's far from home. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, this man is, is lost uh, in many ways. 
And uh, so then I went into piss at the toilets and the, the urinal is just bombarded with band stickers and some of which featured QR codes that linked to the band Spotify or Bandcamp or whatever platform they're trying to sell their music on. So every single time I went into piss, I was doing a new metal band on my QR code uh, and then just listening to it as I pissed. <laughs> and it was like they were always had like less than 1,000 views and it was just like... <sighs> in my ear, I couldn't hear shit. It was just fucking screamo and drums and I'm not even going to call that guitar. It was just noise. Right, it was like white noise, but not the living end song. Just fucked static in my head, and uh, then by the second or third trip, I started to get all the lads in the toilet around it. You know, there was a couple of random guys pissing. I'm like, boys, check this shit out. QR codes, and I guess when you're drunk in a pub and you're already on your phone, a lot of people are like, oh fuck yeah, dude. These bands, all their plays must just happen in this one toilet. Yeah, I reckon. Like all the toilets that they play gigs at, just people putting there going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and uh, it's been the QR codes are back. I mean, I had a theory on Luke and Lewis already that whoever invented QR codes started the virus. They got together with the guys who invented Zoom and they were like, man, stocks are low. No <laughs> one's using Zoom or QR codes. What are we going to do? They were like, what about a world pandemic? And all of a sudden... Everyone's like QR codes Fuck yeah I remember QR codes Were like a joke For a bit Like I remember One time The No I didn't even know what to, No one really knew What they were One time in high school For like Some kind of band School band Sign up or something There was a QR code In front of the music classroom And everyone's like How do I sign up Like where's the form And everyone's like And then the teacher was like Use the QR code Everyone's like What, what do you mean What the fuck is that yeah. And then, like, you open your camera, and I was like, I remember being at the time, like, I didn't want to sign up for the band. I just wanted to know what a QR code was, <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, now all of a sudden, dude, QR codes are the, uh, are the bomb diggity. Adelaide was really forcing everyone to do it. Venues, yeah. venues in Melbourne don't make you check in anymore. Just They've just given up. But Adelaide's still got an aura of, like, we haven't had it yet, and we don't want to fuck off, you know? So, uh, now, I have been talking about Adelaide for a while. Oh, okay, before we move on... Um, Dude, the guy in the front row who was responsible for about seven of the 17 beers or drinks on the row, he wasn't, he didn't know me. He was there with some girl. He was, you know, he, he, he wasn't, he just came, was like, oh, comedy show, fuck, you know? And he sat in the front row. Man, he, he was from rural South Australia. We're talking goatee down to here, like Ned Kelly-esque. Not beard, like Ned Kelly, if, um, you know, less into bush rangering, more into king hits. Kind of thing. And um, I think it went... What did I say? I said, uh, dude... He said something and I said, shut the fuck up. You literally look like the bassist from Limp Biscuit, which was a hot slam. And I, then I got... I forced the guy to stand up and turn around so everyone in the room could laugh at his <laughs> face. <laughs> which I still maintain is hilarious. Uh, nothing like going, I've made a hot slam at your face, but he was right at the front so no one else could see... Mm. Then it got two laughs because everyone laughed when I said it, going, oh, that's a pretty pretty good call. And then when the guy stood up, turned around, everyone pissed himself going, fuck, he was spot on. Um, and then, uh, dude, at one point of the show, he, like, heckles. He says something weird and shit. And, like, the room, you know those heckles? I don't know if you have many people who see my shows haven't seen comedy before, but occasionally, like, someone will heckle. And the room would just, like, go, wait, wait, what? And the, it would just be, like, this murmur of silence and confusion over the crowd. <laughs> 
he just says something like that. It completely ruined the flow of the joke. Everyone was really into it. And then he's like, blah, blah. and then everyone was like, Wait, what? And I was like, what? And it just fucked the show. So I was so angry in that moment. And I just couldn't think of anything funny to say. And I looked dead in this guy's eyes who had this filthy beard. And I just went, dude, you have a dirty face. Why are you talking? Just said to some guy who I didn't know that he had a dirty face. Only like 10 people laugh out of like 150 people. And I just want to maintain, uh, though I thought the crowd was wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think you were one of the 10. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not scared. <laughs> you were just going, not your best look, but not your, not your worst. <laughs> just saying some guy you have a dirty face, I think is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> one of the most least creative slams I've ever come up with. Um, you know, you know what I just do? Just... That's what I wanted in that moment. Get this draw, dude. <laughs> Suck my butt. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was good. And uh, I have a look, uh, Luke, I'm Luke, you're Reese. Reese yeah. and the listeners of the Luke Kidgel Hour, I have a sock update for you all. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, oh no, my phone's out there. Would you like me to go get it? Yeah, I don't know if you know where it is. I'll go get it. You know what? In the time we're gone, just just wait, we're not pausing. Yeah. Put in the gorilla eating an apple. Okay. While I run out and get my phone. Yeah, cool. So it's like 30 seconds of a gorilla eating an apple because we, we kind of need to fill the time yeah. of the hour. <laughs> All right. So I'll head off. Gorilla eating an apple now. Rolled my ankle oh, no. on the way back. I tried to jump over the couch with too much pace. Oh, okay. Hope you enjoyed the gorilla eating an apple. A little bit rude to put it in the middle of the podcast, but uh, guys, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So um, last week I brought up on the show that I got a request from an Instagram account uh, regarding, uh, just said four words, sell your used socks. And... I have a personal rule, which is never turn down a free buck. You know, chase the bag. That's that's my life motto. So I replied back with, uh, I, I left it sitting there for two days from what it seems of the dates. So, I, you know, I didn't jump to replying. Yeah. But uh, after much consideration, I went, how much for? Uh, what's the going rate for used socks? They came back with $30 a pair. <laughs> Thought that was a bit cheap. Then I didn't reply for about a week again. <laughs> And uh, then, then they kept messaging me going, plus cash for express shipping. So they want them stanky and en route quick so they don't lose their stink. Then uh, you down, sir, uh, then please. And I've ignored this for about a week. Then we're at the airport the other night. This is where the store, the saga continues uh, for those who weren't who, who, or who were playing along from last week's episode. I did discuss this on Luke and Lewis, but uh, just to recap on this podcast, um, they went, please, with a sad face. Oh, I want your stinky socks. Oh. And I was like, you know what? I got some foot stink, you know? I'm not, I'm not going to come in here and pretending my shit don't stink. And I'm not going to stand here and pretend like my feet don't stink, okay? So I was like, you know what? I don't have a use for my foot stank. 
but this guy does. So I've gone a hundred dollars <laughs> highballed him, right? This is—I'll be honest—we we're pretty bored at the airport, and um, and then he goes for a pair of sweaty socks? Question mark. Laughing face emoji. He's laughed me out of the room with a hundred dollars. Now Lewis thought that was too cheap. What? What do you think? Do you think I'm a cheap whore? I reckon. Do you, do you think I'm selling myself? Maybe the one fifty. One fifty. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that what you're going right yeah. now? Uh, well, I came back with. So he goes for a pair of sweaty socks. Laugh me out of the room. So I came back with the second highball. I go. I can drench him for one fifty. <laughs> right. Then he goes seventy. So he's laughing me out of the room at a hundred. This is what confused me. He's gone uh, seventy. Winky face. Like, as if 100's crazy, but 70. I'm like, mate, don't judge me. All right, you're the one wanting me to send, you, send my socks. I'm just here playing ball, and um, I'll be honest, having a chuckle with my friends at the airport, if we're, if we're really going to be, be honest. Um, then, so I come back with, you have yourself a deal, sir. <laughs> Which, now, so, so that they've gone, yes, sir. Uh, how many days wearing to, will they... How many days wearing will they take to stink? I didn't realize I had to wear them for multiple days. Like that, that seems dirty on my part now. I should have upped it to 80, you know? Um, and I said, I don't remember replying <laughs> with this. I said, how stanky do you want them? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, very. And then they've said where they're from. And they said that they're going to travel across the country and still smell. So they, this is not a joke offer, by the way. This is this count is uh, plagued with foot foot fetish photos. So um, I went and bought some socks yesterday. <laughs> I was with Reese and I ducked into Kmart. I, I did. I feel dirty. One hundred percent. Yes, of course. When you were walking out, with I was the just socks. I was just looking at you, thinking that's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you got to get paid somehow. <laughs> you know. Recently, I don't know why you're complaining, mate. That money's just going to go into your pocket, you know. Great. So I'm not going to edit the podcast. So <laughs> I got to earn the money, you know. I like that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not willing to edit my own podcast, but I am willing to sell my socks <laughs> to a stranger. It really shows a lot about where how I value my time. <laughs> I'm like too busy to do editing, but uh, free enough to go to the post office. <laughs> So, yeah, I haven't sent them off yet. Um, I might send these ones, stink them up. Um, yeah. There you go. That was a little teaser for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, a bit of an update. Uh, here's the problem. I do have stanky feet, yes, but the problem is I've also got cold feet. I, you know, I, there was, you know, when, when everyone's egging you on and all your mates are like, this is funny, it's, it's funny. Yeah. You know? And then... Um, when you're alone <laughs> sitting next to socks you bought just to stink up for a stranger, it really sets in. Um, but I got a bunch of messages from last week, which I'd like to read out yep. uh, regarding if I should send the socks or not. This one came from Oscar on the DMs. Hey, Luke, love the podcast. I think you should sell the sock. Just one and charge extra for a pair. Discount for two socks. Um he goes, then if the person agrees, demand that they take a picture with them so you could show the world. Uh, P.S. I don't want your dirty socks, though. <laughs> so it's good. He just wanted to 
uh, throw that out. Um, we got a, I got a really long DM. Maybe it was on my actual one. Someone sent me like an essay as to why I should sell my sock. Um, okay. So he goes, look. So this this, this guy sent a freaking paragraph, right? I'll summarize it. But he goes, I. He goes, you missed a pretty important pro here. I doubt you pay thirty dollars for a pair of socks. I'm aware of the upsell here. I know socks aren't worth thirty bucks, but it's the it's the kink. This is what Lewis said on Luke and Lewis as well, and I think it's a very important thing to thing to uh, acknowledge. If you have a weird kink, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Literally. Like, if you're into weird stuff, it's going to cost you because it's niche. You know, I'm providing a niche service here. You know, because Devlin uh, look, looked up, we, we didn't really tell him to, but we were discussing what used panties are worth. Like, how sex workers on their OnlyFans and stuff will sell used underwear. We thought it would be like 100 bucks. 30, 20 to $30 a pair. They just wear them for a day, sell them to creepy dudes or whatever, mm. you know, whatever you're into, you know? And um, I thought that was cheap. So I'm thinking I'm getting a great deal for used socks. But again, used panties, not as niche as dirty socks. Yeah. So I think you got to pay a premium for the dirty socks. So I think I'm pretty happy with the 70 plus express shipping. Um, and he goes, now that's a profit and a, and a pro. Uh, and the con... Definitely that they made jacket to your sock. But how bad is that really? Um, I'll be honest, I'd, as sick as this sounds, I'd, I have thought about this morally. And, and again, and maybe this is because I'm desensitized to gross stuff at this point being a comedian, but um, that makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty fucked. I spoke to my brother about it and I thought he'd be um, against it because he was there over the weekend and it came up and... Uh, I thought my brother would be like, don't send someone your fucking socks. He was like, dude, free money. <laughs> of course do it. And I was like, what do you mean? I thought you'd be, I really was going to him to talk me out of it. And he was like, no way, definitely do it. No, this is the problem. No one has told me not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will easily bow to peer pressure. So, um, yeah, I guess we got to the post office after this. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, then... He said, what if there's a niche market for this? This is from Michael, by the way. He goes, I'm sure someone else has asked you for your socks since you posted this. Nah, no one else wants them. Uh, what about in your next merch drop, you just sell your used clothes? And then uh, we just sell like used socks and people get that white boy drip mm. was his, was Michael's idea. So um, yeah, a few good suggestions coming in. appreciate the support. Um, I'll let you know what happens next week. We'll do another sock update and... Um, I guess next week you'll know if the sock has been sent or not. Mm. We'll have an answer for you. But uh, that, that's where we ended it today. Now, um, before we uh, move into we're, – we're 47 minutes in. Uh, but before we move into some other content, I do want to do just a weed war update. It's winter time, and <laughs> wasn't planning on doing this this episode, but we were planning the episode. Had the whiteboard in my hands that I write all – a dot points on and uh, I looked out the window to my left and there is a sea of green out there. Embarrassing. They're crawling under the fence. Winter time is upon us and the weeds are back in full force. They have, it's what a, they've really regrouped over um, autumn mm. and heading into winter. It's June 1st. I reckon they'll just go 
full frontal. I reckon they're only send sending out like the um, you know, just just the cavalry troops. Yeah. They've still got archers. They're all their main troops behind fortified walls at the moment, which is the ground. So um, I'm worried about what's to come on their attack. And I do just want to know, people, that um, Weed War 2 this winter may be upon us. I'm just warning you early. And I want to warn anyone else who has a similar backyard, lives in Australia with the same seasonal problems that I have to deal with. Get ready, stock up on your poison, and brace yourself for war. Because the weeds are not the, the weeds are coming and they're not fucking around this winter. And um, I've literally just written my note on the board was weeds, comma, fuck. That's how scared I am. That I just didn't even know what to say about this. I just went, shit. So that's all. Just a warning. All right. And if any weeds listen to this for insider knowledge, I see ya. You're not subtle. You're green. All right. And you're going to be brown soon and in the bin. All right? Because I don't negotiate with terrorists. So, good. I reckon that's about 50% of our listenership is just weeds trying to get in, <laughs> trying to get intel on me uh, of how they can take over my backyard. But, uh, yeah, so in Adelaide after the show, uh, got given a gift. Well, the podcast actually got given a gift. We all did from our Laura, who's a listener of the Luke Kidgel Hour. Uh, what I'm holding here for audio listeners is a jar that says the Luke Kidgel Hour emergency content. As we all know, and as we just experienced, uh, there's been a pattern of me subbing in animal ASMR instead of ideas, <laughs> thoughts, and content. Now, some people love it. Other people hate it. Very divisive after yeah. the show. Some people come up to me going, mate, love the animal ASMR, keep it coming. Uh, and people send them in. You know, we got sent the... Uh, who sent in... Uh, I think it was an email account called Man Animals. Yeah, sent yeah. Sent in uh, the gorilla eating an apple on the yep. email. Keep sending them in. But uh, Laura, very fond of the podcast. She left a lovely note, which was uh, very nice, thanking uh, thanking us for our, for our work during uh, 2020. Calling this work is very generous, so I appreciate that, Laura. And uh, she's made a jar full of little ideas... Um, we'll do one, but just to give you an example of, yeah. all right, we'll pick out one now, but this is only in the future to be used at the end of the podcast. If we run out of content and we just dip a little lucky dip and we pull out an idea. This one I've just pulled out is what is the most challenging project project you've worked on? It's probably the weed war last year. I reckon it took me four hours. I fucking hated it. Yeah, oh, a few weeks actually, and a lot of complaining. Um, so yeah, that's the answer to that question. I probably will, will in future we'll have to expand on them more yeah. <laughs> because that didn't kill that much time. Otherwise, we'll breeze through the ideas. Yeah, but I think we could probably top up these with our own ideas, or maybe at a show one day we do like a drive, you know, where we get ideas. We, yeah, yeah. We collect ideas in a hat. Yeah. Um, maybe we do that. Yeah. Maybe we mark one show of the tour. Where we, or maybe, we, no, I'm not taking this around the country with me. Maybe just like, if you have an idea to be added to that, Reese is going to hate this. <laughs> Come up to Reese at a show <laughs> and hand him the idea on a little piece of paper. And um, you can write it down with, yeah, your, yeah. it can just be handwritten. It doesn't matter. It can be, you know, a post-it note. Hand him your ideas 
and Reese's job is to bring them home from in-state and archive them. We'll put them in the jar. Because <laughs> we will run out of ideas because I've already breezed through what is the most challenging project you've worked on. Um, to, uh, the real answer would be probably my comedy special, but the weed wall was also pretty fucked. So one of the two. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely the comedy special. And if you want to find out more about the behind the scenes of how we made it, there is a video. It's like an 18-minute video on my channel, of like a bit of a behind-the-scenes documentary uh, I think it's called What You Didn't See or something like that. I don't know. Just look up Luke Kidgel Comedy Special and it'll come up. Um, so yeah, we'll put that in the used idea folder, a.k.a. the bin. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you, Laura. That's great. And um, hopefully we don't have to use that today because I do have other stuff to talk about. Oh, mate, easy, right? Well, not easy, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I have got... Um, I don't know who needs to hear this. Yeah. Well, we got sent some emails. Um, I don't have them up, but, um, you know, I can get them up. So this is a segment, if you don't know, uh, targeted at small groups of society where pretty much just calling people out for unpopular behavior in other people's eyes. Uh, and it usually goes along the lines of, for example, here's one. I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're white, black, and furry... And people are paying 40 bucks to see you fucking move and don't look like a rug. Now, I don't know who needs to hear that, mm. but if, if that applies to you, Wang Wang <laughs> and Fooney, <laughs> then fix it. Right. And that's a great example of the segment. Okay. So uh, these ones are coming. Oh, no, I didn't get it up. I was supposed to be stalling then when getting up. Okay. I've got it up. Um, First one comes in from Nick. I'm pretty sure I've already had this one. Or have I just read it? She's been there for ages. Okay. Hey, boys. Oh, I feel like someone else has already sent this in. Hey, boys. I don't know who needs to hear this, but working at Macca's isn't a personality. I feel like we've had this one before. No. No? No. A lot of people end them with insert whatever job and then end it with is not a personality. Um, I agree. And I think I've... This is why I think I've talked about this because I've talked about how maybe I haven't, maybe I've just had these thoughts and never aired it. But you know what I, I hate is on TikTok, you find yourself in these weird communities. There's like Woolies Worker TikTok. Have yeah, you seen yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, they all like post stuff like it's only relatable to people who work at Woolworths Australia wide. It's like just Woolworths things. It's your job, it's your part time job. And if it's your full time job, shh. We don't need to, the rest of us don't need to know about scanning barcodes and what it's like to work behind the scenes in produce. <laughs> All right. Don't make it. I agree with Nick. People who make their 15 year old part-time job, their, their personality outside of the job, you know, have a laugh at work, have some in jokes. Oh, we all understand this. Great. Don't put it on the internet. We don't care. You know, I, at not one point was I like, you know, I used to I used to talk about it, I guess, but I wasn't like, man, I'm a range boy assistant. I pick up golf balls on a driving range. I was never like, that's my identity. No, I was desperately trying to do anything else with my <laughs> life, and I was pretty embarrassed about. It. I thought it was funny that that's what I did as a job because it was fucking easy. But I didn't really. I was never like, man, I want people to know this about me. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you, Nick. And uh, he goes, you know the ones. 
I understand why he's pretty angry about it. I understand why people work at Macca's and I understand it's a great job for high school students. But for fuck's sake, I get it. You cook nuggets. <laughs> Jeez, he's not happy. <laughs> I shared around Luke's recent stand-up clip on Macca's. Oh, this is all. This is, is an old one. Um, yeah, it was a TikTok me just trashing some girl who said she was a barista and then we found out later on, I think, that she worked at Mick Cafe, <laughs> you know, which is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Saying you direct movies, but like you've really directed an ad on Channel Thirty One, <laughs> you know it's like, well, you held a camera, but did you really direct something? Um, he goes, uh, he goes. The the reactions in the group chat were ridiculous. It was like I was getting cancelled amongst my friendship group. So they weren't a big fan of me saying that Macca's being a barista at Macca's uh, wasn't a real barista. I forget what I said. I remember it was. Very funny and true, though. Um, he goes, I can't really talk because I work at Subway, but at least I know my place. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you did, I was going to say, you didn't really have to mention it, but um, yeah, right. Well, I agree with you, Nick. Yeah, shut up. If you work at Macca's, just flip my burger, bro, you know, and get the fuck out of there as quickly as possible. Um, hey, oh, geez, I've, I know people are going to get angry at that. Yeah. It's going to be someone who's like, but I like, I like cooking. And that's fine. Just... Great. Uh, Nick, from a different Nick. Hey, lads. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but use your fucking legs and walk up the escalator. Ooh, bit ableist. God. Don't know about that, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I've had it up to here. Holds up hand really high is in brackets. So he's had it up to bloody here, guys. With these lazy bums just standing in front of me while the escalator slowly carries us. I don't care if you're old and frail. Make an effort, you slug. Whoa, I agree. I hate standing behind people. If you're going to stand on the escalator, do it on the left, right? And let people walk up beside you on the right. Some of us have places to be. Dude, Parliament Station in Melbourne has oh. the longest escalator of all time. If you get stuck behind some bloke just man-spreading, spread any shit on the escalator, it can take three minutes to get up that oh, yeah. escalator. Yeah. I will, I'm at the point now where I'll just tap people and shut Excuse me. Yeah. I have things to do. I'm not just going to wait around all day. So you can spread your shit on this escalator. I love walking up escalators anyway because it makes you feel insanely fast. You're like walking in a normal pace, but you're like zooming up. If that's not the best feeling in the world, whatever. That's why I love the horizontal version. Travelators at the airport make me moist. There, I said it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Travelators are the best things about traveling. Dude, imagine if they made them falls. I can't wait till they make highways that are like a, on a conveyor belt, mm. you know, and they're, they're, the highways are going at 20 kilometers an hour and it's very dangerous. And then you drive over it at 100 kilometers an hour. All of a sudden, you go on 120. I think that's how it works. I don't know if it's just addition, but, um, <laughs> or if it, you know, I don't know how, how speed works, but um, yeah, it's kind of like freeways. Stay on the left if you're going slow and let everyone else who's in a rush go past you on the right. Got a minute. Minute left? Yeah. Right. Well, we've got one more. I don't know who needs to hear this. Uh, this one comes in from Michael. I don't know who needs to hear this, but the mullet has had its day in the sun and then some more. It's over. I get it. 
Oh, no, he goes, let it go, leave it behind. There are Woolies employees who are now allowed to have mullets. This is not on. I don't know what they're trying to prove, but all it does is prove Bogan's status. Rant over. Best of luck with the tour, Michael. Um, Michael, I, I fair enough. We're all entitled to our opinions on this podcast, but um, I don't hate the mullet. I think it's dirty. I, I, I didn't like it on myself, but when I see like just some... 16-year-old ratty kid with a mullet, I just go, at least he knows who he is. At least he knows that he's he's a bit shit. You know, and, and you can tell that from his, his upper neck and sometimes lower neck, depending on how impressive the mullet is. Um, that's the end of the podcast. We're out. Rant over. Sorry, guys. If you got a mullet, oh, you got off bloody lightly there. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, no animal. Oh, we did have a bit of animal. Yeah, we had 30 seconds. But uh, no need to break the emergency content. Uh, that's the end of the hour. Um, hang on. What's the, what's the, what's the, hang on. Ooh, a button. Oh, cause it's a button. Cause I press a button. Yeah. Oh, I just got it. At the start, I was so confused. Oh, you didn't hit a button bit. No, no I heard it. I just, I'm an idiot. Anyway, guys, LukeKidgel.com for, <laughs> for uh, tickets. Keep sending in your buzzers. And, um, yeah, email the show anytime, LukeKidgelPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Aubrey and Wagga are coming up. And the New South Wales, let's sell out Sydney. If you're in Sydney, haven't got your tickets, let's sell that shit out. I'd love to see you there. Bye.